Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Orange Line, the Philadelphia Flyers podcast. Um, joining me today is, for once, not a Flyers fan. Um, I'd like to think that I uh, don't hate them. You watch them. I do. I'm a hockey fan in general. That's but, true. Um, mostly, I am just a Penguins fan. Yeah. Living in Philadelphia. Yeah. Sorry about that last podcast. Did you even listen to it? I did. I'm a, a long-time listener. Oh, First-time guest. Um, lifetime Flyers. Not quite hater. Mm. You know? Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, but instead of shitting on your team this week, even though we didn't even shit on your team. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. Yeah. Um, well, I but, think that's because the past 10 years have been uh, very fortuitous for yeah. us and not so much for the flyers so well you know, in, terms, okay. in terms of like other hockey between us it's been back and forth uh yeah it it has been even in the past 10 years yeah um but no i wanted to actually talk to you about the gm situation the coaching situation in philadelphia because i feel like every time you talk to a flyers fan about you know, the coach and who the GM was and is now, it's all kind of just the same thing. You end up just sitting in an echo chamber. So I wanted to get an outside opinion of uh, what's going on. Um, so Yeah, let's see how it goes. I mean, realistically, I uh, would like to think that I'm a little bit more even keeled than most people. So I'm not just going to sit here and totally shit on the Flyers. Yeah, uh, but I can admit that especially with how we've been playing lately it's kind of just deserved at this point yeah it, it's really interesting because a lot of a lot of teams really usually just throw at their coaches well before their gms and in this case they decided that hextall was going to go yeah and i kind of think that speaks to maybe how influential hextall was behind the scenes and you know whether it was stifling people or just making bad business decisions obviously someone somewhere was like yeah no he's just like not working and he's the problem well i mean besides goaltending i really think that he set up the flyers for semi-success as far as roster is concerned i mean obviously things haven't clicked on the player side right so with the flyers being in or were in last place and now are in second to last place uh they really have a they could be doing a lot better yeah and i mean that's one thing that i've said with i believe nigel and kevin is that on paper this team was really good going into the season so uh once we saw that maybe there was some coaching problems or maybe hexall was not willing to waver in his game plan or anything we kind of were just like yeah something's wrong here well plus not a lot was changing as far as the personnel side from year to year right so um i think the flyers had a a pretty rough start last year right if we can agree on that one since they had a pretty dismal what 10 game losing streak or something similar Yeah, they followed it with a i think a 10 game unbeaten streak they did they did and it and it goes to show that obviously there is skill there but whether or not it's able to be sustained is a, a different story well that's one thing that 
I, I say a lot with our friend Jack is that we are consistently the most inconsistent team. Um, yeah, I can see that. In, in the sense of like, you never know what the Flyers are going to do on any given night because uh, like tonight, uh, they just beat the uh, Buffalo Sabres 6-2 to two, where they ended the game with five unanswered goals. Yeah, which is huge. I mean, even though uh buffalo isn't necessarily as uh lethal as maybe as like the maple leafs i think yeah. that they do have a lot of talent and they're definitely putting up some points right now so it's it's probably very good to see from your end yeah that they it is. do that um but at the same time we have games where we can just lose eight to nothing to the islanders yeah but you know uh i would consider consistency something on the coaching side usually right well, and that's what you know. I kind of wanted to get into is that from articles that I've read, and uh, I believe has you've probably read just because it was in. They've probably our... graced my eyes at some point. Yeah, I I try to keep up. It's uh, I do live in Philadelphia, so yeah. I have to have a general sense of what's going on and at least have an opinion about it. Yeah. Because uh, even though people would like to you know shit on me yeah. for not being a Flyers fan, um. I do my best to follow it up so I can at least provide a, a smart conversation from an outside source. Right. Um, and that's what I appreciate because what it what it seemed like for this coaching staff was that maybe Hackstall had a game plan going into his tenure here, but it seems like he was kind of stuck being in a set kind of way just from uh, stories that people have been saying about Hextall being overly controlling yeah i think that's a lot of after the fact though because when you would assume that hackstall you'd assume that hextall would choose hackstall because he would fit into his system well mm. right and that he would bring this system to philadelphia and it would thrive as well as he thought that it would um but obviously it hasn't right yeah. so at what at what point do you really consider it being controlled by hextall um and what at what point do you consider it hackstall's game plan yeah, I think that's that's part of it that can go into it is maybe just Dave Hextall still isn't cutting it, and regardless of whether Hextall was breathing down his neck or not, uh, it it still ends up being on him to coach a decent hockey team. Yeah, and I think that hopefully he will uh, time will tell at this point whether or not he's really worth it. Well, and that's part of the thought process I can imagine being on the side of firing Hextall over Hack is just that Hack is, I believe, in his last year of his contract. Um, and this could be a, a bigger proving point for him. And so if he's not able to get things done, then it's like, okay, well, you know, contract is over. We're going to go on to the next guy. Um, so maybe even without saying that Hackstall is a bad coach i feel like it's fair to say that hextall did have some kind of implication in the coaching decisions and then when it comes down to hextall it's like i I, maybe he wasn't following up well on it or something like that and uh so maybe now he has a bit more creativity to him i hope i mean from three of the four games since they fired Hextall 
Uh, I've seen a bit better play out of the Flyers. I mean, they still ended up losing two of the four. Uh, but watching them play has been more exciting because before it seemed like they were really just a boring team to watch. Yeah, and I, I could I can understand that. I mean, it is a hard-nosed style of play that they were going for. Shots yeah. from the point, take as many shots as you can, stick people in front and kind of uh, jam it home. Mm-hmm. The problem is that it just wasn't really turning into goals, right? Yeah. So I get it's not an exciting type of style of play, and it's probably not good for players like um, Giroux, Voracek, or Cooter, mm-hmm. unless you're on the power play, because obviously that has produced pretty well for them. They seem to do the same thing, and and uh, it seems to produce goals. Seemed seemed to produce goals. Yeah. Now it's a little bit different of a story, and I. I say it every time the power play comes up. I just don't get how our play, our power play doesn't succeed when we have so many threats on the ice at all times, but yet the the Capitals have such an incredible power play because Ovechkin sets up in yeah. the exact same spot Giroux does, and they call it his office because he scores there all the time. How is that one not successful? It's so linear. Yeah, well, because I think that Ovechkin has a heavy shot. I mean, oh, like, my God. Believe me, Drew has put up a ton of points, no, and I think you've true. covered that on, on last week's mm-hmm. podcast. Um, but Ovechkin just has that powerful, powerful shot regardless. Yeah, that's true. And they also have multiple weapons out there. I mean, I know that the Flyers obviously do have a lot of talent, mm-hmm. but uh, the Capitals are able to switch if they're too close to Ovechkin, like if the defending team is too close to Ovechkin or if they put uh, multiple people on them clog the lanes whatever they will just push yeah. it out to the point and then just that restart. is true i to be fair i'm not giving the rest of the capitals credit it's not you know ovechkin and then you know yeah, let's not do let's not do that guys. they suck they suck oh, in first place yeah, in the metro they suck. what jerks um no but i think all of these decisions can end up being good it's i'm curious to see if any other coaching decisions are going to happen uh, only because, because you want to see Lappy gone. Th- well, yes, I was gonna say because I know a lot of people in Philadelphia are calling for Lappy's head, and I know I am one of them. But at the same time, it just makes me curious if anyone on the higher upside is also thinking that. You know, I think that he might be fair game at this point because um, it's not just a a Flyers boys club anymore mm-hmm. right so these guys are at least now they want people to come from out outside of the yeah. organization it's not something where you showed us a lot of determination and grit when you played with us and we want to bring you back because we want to honor you for that we think that you'd be good for the team we think you'd be good for the fans uh, and obviously it hasn't <laughs> been good for the fans yeah. so i mean you should be taking a second look at something like that really counterproductive for the fans yeah, I guess they were just looking for the press release, really. I guess so. The, the feel-goods. I mean, as much as I was really excited to have Ron Hextall be the GM for my team, because not. he's he's my favorite player of all time. Maybe I just didn't get it, but I thought for, that from a hockey sense, that he had a lot of heart, right? Mm-hmm. But he was not necessarily the smartest when it came to um, when to take a penalty let's say. And I mean, it's part of the game. Obviously, he's not going to make those day-to-day coaching decisions, yeah. but you're making those long-term plays. And I guess maybe I just wasn't uh, as in tune with those skills that he had and how he was developing them. Um, 
so I thought it was it was an unusual unusual one from the start. Yeah. And I mean, hey, he proved me wrong with the way that he's that the way he was able to scout and bring up talent. Um but obviously it didn't work overall. So yeah. maybe I am vindicated, maybe I'm not. This kind of makes me think of how good of a job Danny Briere does. <laughs> because I mean that no talent. No, don't you say it. I love Danny Briere. That's my second favorite flyer. Well, I had to say it for Kev. I know. Um but wait, who's your first? I'm Ron Hextall. I just said uh, that. Yeah, well. Um but I said long time listener. I didn't say good listener. Oh, that's true. Um but I think it's it's just funny because Ron Hextall it just got fired from his job. Lappy is not really doing well at his job. So what other like former flyers that are part of this organization just are shitting the bed? Uh, you know well and I hope Danny Rear is doing good. Lappy was just the obvious one. Yeah. Because you guys see it day in and day out. That's true. Um, but hopefully not anymore, I guess, for yeah. maybe a different part of this season. Well, as far as coaching goes, I think that everybody's going to be under the microscope. But yeah. uh, there needs to be a little bit of time in between in order to allow them to do what they want to do, right? So let's say that Hextall was so controlling behind the scenes. Um. Fletcher has to be able to give these people time in order to, one, use the system that they want to use. The right? Hextall. Yeah, pretty much. Which I think is going to go against the organization's wants yeah. of how quickly they want to get things done. Um, but it is a compromise. That's what he was brought in to do. Yeah. I think that he will probably be a good guy to do that. I don't know whether or not he's going to fulfill the promise of actually making it to the playoffs consistently or making it far into the playoffs consistently. Right. Um, because obviously he was not able to bring Minnesota deeper into the playoffs on a consistent basis. He wasn't really able to capitalize on it. That's really true. But at the same time, he, was, he wasn't the general manager at the time, but he was the assistant general manager for the Penguins when they went to back-to-back cups. That's right, yeah? Mm, I think you're thinking of uh, Ray Shiro? No, I believe he was, he was the assistant general manager at the time, is what I'm saying. Uh, we're going to get back to that. But I believe he he was working with the Penguins at one point. Yeah. And do you, like, what can we as Flyers fans expect if you can... Expect from him? yeah. So I think that he's going to be able to, he's going to, uh, one, he's going to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Everybody does. Um, but he's, he's, he's going to be flexible, a lot more flexible than Hextall, right? So obviously Hextall was trying to fit square pieces and round pegs. I think that he's really going to be able to move with the flow once he realizes that he's made a bad decision and move on. And it's something that the Flyers really need to do. Um, two, I think he's going to have some really good scouting power. Uh, at, it was very evident when he was in Minnesota, of how he brought in uh, Zach Parise and uh, Sutter to longer contracts. I think that there's still going to be some difficulty with goaltending. Uh, I don't really think that he's brought in, he brought in a solid goaltender, at least in Minnesota, maybe Devin Dudnick, and then they traded him. So unfortunately, the Flyers' goaltending woes are still going to, still going to, you know, go on. But, you know, personal opinion, Brian Elliott's probably their go-to man as long as he can stay healthy. They should cut Neuverth, even though you know he was stellar when he was in Washington. 
um, and still largely is going to be a solid, solid number two. You just got to play one instead of both. Right. So as I'm looking at it, he was part of three different Stanley Cup finals uh, with the Panthers, Ducks, and Penguins, and mm. then won the Stanley Cup with them in 2009. Yeah. Um. So. He's a he's a race Euro follower. He is someone who has been around championships, which is usually a good sign of something. Well, yeah, especially when they have their hand in it, right? So it's not like yeah. he just stood by. He was he was actually part of making the decisions. Right. So I think that that at least is or was the first thing that made me a lot more hopeful uh, for the Flyers going forward is just he has been there for a team that was able to get to the very end of you know, the hockey season and uh, end up winning Lord Stanley's Cup. He was able to play the, he was able to push his team to, you know, play the full season. Yeah. And not every team can do that. I believe only two can say that they can do that. Yeah. Very true. Um, but I think that's really endearing for me to see. And I wish I knew more about, you know, his style of whatever, but like you said, he wasn't able to do, uh, well at Minnesota in in keeping them in well, the playoffs and no he deep was into the he playoffs. was able to do well in keeping them in the playoffs right so the big deal is that they were inconsistently going to the playoffs they were a team that wasn't that what you know wasn't really going anywhere specifically mm-hmm. like, very similar to the Flyers right uh, and that he was able to bring them to the playoffs consistently whether or not they went deep is a different question I mean they went deep one year and then after that they kind of you know fizzled out a little bit but that's really where it's going to we're going to see if it's going to transfer over the Flyers. I mean, the Flyers need somebody with this talent, and especially with this organization being as uh, hard-pressed in order to get results now. Um, I don't know if he's going to be able to do that. I think it's going to be great. I think he's going to make headway for the Flyers as far as consistency, at least I really would hope. Um, but, again, I don't necessarily know if he's going to be the guy that's going to get you a cup. Well, only time will ever tell. So I think it's it's going to be an interesting ride for us only because I I always get a little shaky whenever they decide to switch up management just because that makes me go now anything kind of seems like it can happen with with personnel including just like having a staple member of the team and all of a sudden they're gone and traded to someone new and I think what I'm probably most scared of is Jeff Carter. Ooh, no! Being traded away and then doing well, or uh, well, Braden, yeah, he was a, he was a staple of that team. That's true. And see, that's 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 a thing. Is like that's what always seems to happen with this team, and I'm I don't want to see it. So that's why, like, whenever Nigel or our friend Jack or Kevin comes up to me and goes. Oh hey, uh, you know I. What about this trade? You know this person for this person. I always just want to go. No, I don't want that to happen. Only because I know, regardless of who we're getting for the trade, our player is going to just do better. That's what always happens. Yeah. And I mean, I have gone back on my outrageous claim that I feel like we lost the Braden Shen trade. 
Um, you know what? I, I know think... for a fact we did not. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's really as awful as you, no. you think that it is. I'm just salty. I love Braden Shen. And now the Stadium Series jersey that I has is stupid because it's got Shen on the back. Yeah, you would have thought that at least one of them would have hung around, right? Yeah, I would hope <laughs> Wood so. Wood jerks. Well, no. I Luke Shen could have gone a long time ago. I was so done with Luke Shen. But no, I love Braden. You know what, man? Sometimes you just got to take one for the team there. Get him out of here. Uh, I guess for so. The, for the better health of the team. Well, another person that the Flyers got out of there, what a segue, um, was the assistant coach whose name is uh, not coming to mind. But now the new... Chris Pryor? Yeah, that guy. Is, is his first name Chris? Uh, I think so. Something like that. It is Pryor. Mr. Pryor. Mr. Um, Pryor. Yeah. But, Very formal in this podcast. Yeah. Should have worn a suit and tie. Mm, Should have. Uh, unlike me, because yeah. I'm, I am wearing a suit and tie. I immediately felt underdressed. Mm. Um, but now the Flyers have named Rick Wilson as the new assistant coach, and you said you're unfamiliar with him. Yeah, I don't really know him too well, um, uh, and it's not necessarily something that I have read up on. I am but, also not very familiar with him, uh, but if, I did see he won a Stanley Cup with the Dallas Stars. A long time ago. Long so that's fun. You see, we're adding, we're basically adding all these Stanley Cups to the Flyers. So would you then be okay with calling this the City of Champions? No, 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 no. Because we don't have them. We just, you know. He, well, they, he is he is a champion. Yeah, is but he not? they were around. They they weren't here. They were just well, I'm like sure that he, I'm sure he has a ring. Well, yeah, just because you have a ring doesn't mean I can have a ring. I'm not a champion. They're very expensive. I don't know if you can have a ring. I know. I wish I could have one, though, because those things are baller. They do look pretty baller. Just yeah. just uh, become part of the, become part of the staff. Cleaning staff, maybe? Do they get rings? Uh, Probably. That's that. I think that might be my life goal, is not to actually— Towel man. Yeah, like not to actually have a role on a sports team— but just be there when that team ends up winning a championship just so I can also have a ring. I believe in you. Uh, I mean, thanks. Someone should. Um, but it's, it's you know, good that he is well-versed in hockey. Well, I think the best thing <laughs> is that obviously he's not going to be as toxic as Pryor was, right? Yeah. So even though uh, he might, Pryor might not have been this uh, outspokenly uh, mean guy he obviously was or uh, allegedly let me say allegedly here was a spy for for hexy and basically took everything back to him and you know kind of unfortunately it probably just stoked the fire more than anything else i believe it and which is kind of crazy because if if you were obviously he's he was the left-hand man of hextall right but then right. i would also have would have assumed that since hextall was handpicked by hextall that he also would have been out but you but know, that's the obvious choice. You can't go with I the know. obvious choice as the spy. That doesn't make sense. Have you watched any James Bond movie ever? No, I've stuck mostly to Spy vs. Spy. Oh, uh, which way they better. are both overtly spies, and there's only one of them each. So it's not like there's you know anybody else that can come up and like a hidden person into that show. That's true. Um, but you obviously can't rock the boat too much. You can't get rid of the yeah. GM, then get rid of the head coach. Because you would have had to put in a interim head coach and, and the assistant, an right. assistant coach. Well, I think uh, I I know one idea that was floating around was just bringing up the uh, 
the head coach of the Phantoms and letting the assistant uh, head coach of the Phantoms run the team. Uh, I mean, run the the yeah, Phantoms. Yeah, the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. Um, and I would, for me, I was just like, sure, whatever. Like until they sign someone who's not Joe Schmo, like wh- whatever. Well, they, they again, they they need re- they want results fast, so I don't think necessarily that was that's probably why that wasn't the play. Do you think that ends up being the one of the bigger problems for Flyers, like Flyers fans and the organization, is that we always want the result as soon as possible, instead of like really being able to ride Develop. things out. Yeah. Um. I think like, that everybody wants things done fast. Yeah, I know, but the problem is just like when things usually go slow, nobody usually says that. No. Nobody's very upfront about it unless you're like unless you're the Sixers, right? Where it's right. like, "Hey, we're going to suck for a while, but you should trust the process because in like 5 years, we're going to be great." And then, "Hey, 3 years later, they turned out to be pretty darn good." Yeah, that's true. So, I think like that's one thing that I feel like the Flyers fans are getting annoyed with. Because I know for the entirety of me being a fan, I've heard, you know, three years, four years, that's when we're going to get a championship. But I heard... Well, is that just by fans, though? Other fans? That's just by people that I talk to. I'm not going to go around talking to analysts and stuff like (laughs) that. Like, what do they know? Sports? Dumb. I know. I'm going to talk to the people that know hockey. You know, the ones that watch it and you'll shoot all the time. Well, obviously... Uh, the fans know more than Hextall does. It's not like uh, it's not like the organization can fire the fans. That's not true. They can give them penalties for throwing, you know, bracelets on the ice, but no. they cannot fire them. We've decided that's not true. That hasn't happened. I think it did. Well, that's oh right. I'm talking about the person that said that we can't woo anymore. Oh yeah, no, we can. To- you guys can totally still woo. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I hate it. I hate the woo. Ladies and gentlemen out there, I hate the people that woo at Flyers games just because they said that they didn't like it. So I was like, okay, I just won't do it now. Uh, I guess. I don't know, man. I don't think that, that they necessarily, it's not something that's offensive. So I don't think that you can really choose. Well, the, the Philadelphia, Flyers. Philadelphia is a love-hate town. Yeah, and that's true. the fans love it and the players hate it. So, you know, <laughs> it just fits the town perfectly. So do it anyway. You're right. I think that's something that Gritty should have then is a speaker in his mouth that when he presses a button in the suit, he woos, and then everyone in the stadium can woo. I'm not going to sidetrack on Gritty, but I'll say okay. All right, cool. Um, but getting back to uh, the Flyers and the Hexall situation, you know, saying that Pryor was one of the people who was a spy for. Allegedly. Well, was allegedly was a spy yeah. for him to, you know, keep track of players and coaches and things of, of that sort. It's such a cluster. Yeah. Um, and not necessarily something that I would anticipate with such a hierarchical system, mm-hmm. right? So the way things go. But well, uh, it, it, was, it, it was really upsetting to read about how, like, distrustful, I guess, uh, Hextall was and... Just not letting players just be hockey players, I feel like, which kind of makes me feel good about all of my claims of saying... Well, that's the way his system went, right? So the system on the ice was surprisingly similar to the system off the ice. (laughs) You guys want to eat regular food? 
No. No, 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 no. We're going to make you eat the healthiest of all foods that you probably hate. Hey, but we just played a hockey game. Okay, so here is organic lettuce. Gone are the days of uh, Mike Richards. Unless yeah. you're, you know, Yuri Laterra. Yeah, then... that's true. Well, no, he doesn't do it. <laughs> he just sells it. Oh. Yeah, it's different. Um, No, but it was... It was really upsetting to just see that Hexall really didn't want to. Hexall really didn't want to trust any of the players. Sorry for that weird mouth noise. Was that you or me? <laughs> yeah, that was me. Okay. Um, but it it was it was upsetting just because that then translated onto the ice and showing that the Flyers just really weren't playing with any heart because they couldn't go home and do the things that they wanted to do, like eat wings after a hockey game. Which is so funny because usually when the players lose either their respect for the organization or the coaches, um, the person causing that is the first to go. You know, and I think that, that um, who was that? The old uh, Carolina Hurricanes coach who became the Flyers coach? Uh, I have no idea. Uh uh, fucking, what's his face? Laviolette? Laviolette, yeah. Laviolette, yeah. Uh, he, I thought that he did great things for the team. And then, you know, obviously he lost, he really lost uh, the locker room. And then all of a sudden he was gone pretty early in the season. Well, I think that might have been one of the things is that was during Ed Snyder. Yeah. So Ed cared it, it, yeah, about it is, this it team. It is different, yeah. So things are a lot different, a different with Comcast, which I feel like everyone in Philadelphia and probably over the world have just decided is the super villain. Um, it's no Skynet, but I mean, like it's 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 kind of sort of. I think as bad. I think it's pretty much all around admitted that no one likes Comcast, but we all still use it. Comcast loves Comcast. Of course, Comcast loves Comcast. It's like Kanye loves Kanye. Uh. But the the point being that now they're just like we're we're making money from this, so. It doesn't matter. So no one really cares about the team except the fact that the team is producing, you know, numbers in the black instead of the red. Yeah, but uh, maybe it's because I am uh, too hopeful. But I would like to think that when the team does well, sales do well. I mean, obviously, they're going to make a profit either way. Yeah. Uh, from this town, at least. I mean, we're number six largest city in the U.S. Mm -hmm. So it's a large market. And it's also a hockey town, right? That's true. But, uh, yeah, I would really, really, really like to think that if they do well, sales do well. Because I'm, even when I traveled to, like, Canada, I didn't know this, but, I, like, some Canadians don't choose Canadian teams as their their team. And, like, they'll have no connection to the city except for the fact that they just, they just like the style of play of that, of that team. So when I went up to Canada for, like, up to, we went up to Vancouver, we've, we ran into Flyers fans who All were right. Canadians. Uh, when I went to Ottawa, we ran into Flyers fans that were Canadians. It was a little weird. But when that happens, you get more of those style of fans, right? Which will, in turn, hopefully turn into more money. Right. Well, I think it's actually really funny that you say that specifically. Because one thing that happened to me was on one of my videos, there was actually someone who commented. And I believe their name was Lee. Shout out. Yeah, it, this is a, a shout-out because I was really thankful for this. But it there was a guy named Lloyd L. Paul Sr. who commented on my video, and he said that he's been a Flyers fan 
from you know the seventies on, and he's from Nova Scotia. Well, the game has changed a lot. The Flyers game has changed a lot since the seventies. That's true. So uh, if he's still on the if he's still on the bandwagon, that that is a fan. Absolutely, and that's what I think is really cool is that the dude said he's from Nova Scotia and saying that he's a Flyers fan. So that's great. He's part of the Flyers fam. Uh, uh, yeah, that was really bad. Never use that again. Um, no, but I, I just think that that's cool. And Yeah, the better you are, the more you export it. I think the Penguins yeah, have realized that that's one. That's true. Well, I think they're, the Penguins are going to have to you know bank on that once the team stops being as good as it is yeah and then hope we don't you know attempt to move to kansas city again yeah that that would have been really funny for me i'm sorry to admit that but i think that would it be was funny. a it was a tough time i believe it but i mean we we might just be able to laugh at phoenix That's <laughs> soon true. enough i'm i'm keeping my fingers crossed i'm hoping that at some point i get to see the hartford whalers back in the nhl well now there's the, there's going to be 32 teams with the I addition know. of seattle so it's it's unlikely they're going to add another one so somebody's got to move that's true and the carolina hurricanes are doing better than they were so i don't think they're going to move anytime soon the next you know worst perennially worst team in line is uh phoenix that's true well hopefully at some point there should just be a line drawn where it's like, do you get ice here? You can have a hockey team. That's one thing that my dad hates is like all the southern teams from like Florida and you know Texas. He's like, why do they have hockey teams? They can't oh, even then, get uh, ice, especially out in LA. Yeah, he hates it. Um, I, on the other hand, really just like hockey, but love the Flyers the most. You said you like hockey. I do. And your name is Brandon. Unless you want to give yourself a name. I don't know. People are doing names now. No, just Brandon. Just Brandon. Yeah, that's fine. So that was just Brandon. And OG I've Brandon. been OG Brandon, just Brandon. Um, and I've been Dr. PhD. This has been the Orange Line. Thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, thank week. you for having me. Um, I hope to be back someday. Yeah, I would love to have you back. Um, like I did the last episode about the Stadium Series. We'll do uh, another one maybe closer to the, to the actual stadium series. Plus, we might have another game under our belts at that point. Yeah, I believe so. The I'll story in the schedule. will unfold a little bit more. Uh, but for now, I've been Dr. PhD. Follow me on social media at Dr. PhD, D-O-C-T-E-R-P-H-D. Uh, this has been The Orange Line. Thank you for listening. Have a good one.